folks. Welcome back to Dom After. This is Chris once again. Hey folks, welcome back to Chris White Africa. This is Chris coming to you live from central Pennsylvania. Yes, I do have a rugby jersey on. 2007 Rugby World Cup Springboks jersey from New Zealand. There you go, that's the one. Back when they made extra large shirts, they were actually extra large. This is an extra large. Look at that thing. Anyway, so welcome back to the stream, folks. Uh, today, a special feature, my guest is none other. Let's see if I can pronounce his surname correctly. It's Petrus Sito. Did I get it correctly, Petrus? Yes, you got it uh, correct, uh, Chris. Thank you. Excellent. Sounds like there's a little one floating around there. That's pretty awesome. Should make for an entertaining stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, she's uh, listening to his father. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, folks, um, today we're going to talk to Petrus about uh, something that's near and dear uh, to my concerns and has been for a long time. But before we get started, there are a number of people that are popping in on the Zoom session Folks, the Zoom session link, there may have been some miscommunication on Petra's side. That is for Petra's and I to talk so we can have this conversation. Um, please, um, if you're not on Chris White Africa, I, I put a text message in this. Those people might be sitting there wondering what's going on. But uh, go to Chris White Africa on YouTube and you'll be able to watch this live and, and you offer your comments in the comments section. Anyway, so Petra's, um, you first came to my attention, uh, gosh, I want to say maybe it was a year ago. I, I could be longer. I'm, I'm not sure. And you came to my attention because people said, there's this uh, energetic young black man who is angry about farm murders in South Africa, and he's trying to do something about it. And I said, well, that's good. Uh, of course, now, let me let me frame something, Petrus, before we start asking you a little bit about your background. Uh, for me, I've been covering this topic for well over 20 years, but I was an intelligence officer in the U.S. intelligence community, so obviously I wasn't talking to the media or to people in the public about the security situation in South Africa, particularly in rural South Africa. And I've always termed this as a rural insecurity concern. People who live in remote rural areas are at grave risk because they're isolated and security services, even if they're competent and well-equipped, can't respond in a timely fashion. So that's uh, that's that's kind of how I put it. Now, the, the whole thing with farm murders got all over the place with media. They love to sensationalize things. Not that the horrific murders can't be sensationalized. I mean, they speak for themselves what happens in rural South Africa. Excuse me. I've got all these people trying to come in here. Anyway, so, um, but the thing is, is that what gets lost in that is that the media oftentimes talk about white genocide and white farmers, this and white that. And while white commercial farmers have been the direct target of criminal syndicates and of criminals of opportunity, it is also the farm workers, the farm managers, and people on farms, visiting farms, living on farms, who are the victims of these crimes. So that's, let me frame it that way. That's been my perspective. So Petrus, let's get into this now and tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, I understand you live in the Eastern Cape. Is that where you're at right now? Yes, yes. Um, thanks very much. And also, I say thanks to God. Uh, he, he chose me to fight for our country. He chose me to fight for our farmers. Our farmers here in South Africa is a black, white, Indian, and colored here in South Africa, uh, Kwesan. Now, uh, Pietras, uh, I was born in Free State, a small town, Beltfontein. No, I also get Africans. I was talking uh, uh, Africans. Now, six years back, six years back, then me and my family, uh, we came here at, at province, uh, Island, Eastern Cape, uh, to stay uh, here in East London. Now, uh, Chris, uh, I was working um, in different companies. Uh, this thing started on 2018, Chris, when I resigned, when I resigned from my job uh, to protect uh, our, um, our farmers, or maybe to be the voice of our farmers here in South Africa, and also, uh, um, uh, to fight against um, 
uh, this government. So that was when you said, which you said six years ago or 2000, I didn't catch, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yes, I said that in six years back, Okay, six years ago. Me okay. and my family. Okay, so you we, we yeah we came here at Islandan to stay here in Islandan. Okay, so originally from the Free State, but currently living in the Eastern Cape. Exactly, exactly. So if you're from the if you're from the Free State, I didn't catch the town because uh, I, I, all I heard it sounded like you said Bloemfontein, but that's not what you said. What was your your hometown in the Free State? Uh, there's there's uh, outside of Bloemfontein called Beltfontein. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, is that yeah. a is that a Tswana speaking area or a, a, a Sotho speaking area? There's a Sotho speaking area. Most of the uh, Free State there's a, a Sotho speaking area, and uh, Eastern Cape, um, I would say ninety percent is Tosa, of eighty percent is Tosa uh, uh, speaking here in Eastern Cape. And also, my mother and my father they came from also here in Eastern Cape. They are Tosa. I'm also a Tosa, but I was born in in Free State. I can speak Sotho. Tosa and, and so on. And English and Afrikaans, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is what. So you were saying that you uh, you work for a firm. What was, did you have a vocation or occupation before you started becoming an activist on this issue? Yes. Uh, Chris, I was working as a past manager, the company called uh, John Deere. John Deere is a tractor, it's a big company, mm -hmm. even overseas, in, in, yeah, 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 in, in South Africa. Now, <clears throat> On this this vision, uh, when uh, came uh, on my dreams, sometimes I, I did not uh, maybe concentrate on my work. That uh, there's something I must do for our farmers, and mostly that time when I was working, uh, my clients, our, our customers, it was uh, the farmers. It, it it was all ninety percent was was the farmers. Now. And I decide that uh, I must do something for our country because I can do better than our president. I can do better than uh, uh, political leaders here in South Africa mm -hmm. because God gave me this thing. This thing is, is here on my blood and doesn't matter color, but this thing is here on my color. Chris, if you remember uh, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is our neighboring country here in South Africa. And early in early 2000, early 2000, um the the former president the late president uh, of zimbabwe robert mugabe they chased all the farmers away the white farmers and look now what happened in zimbabwe now zimbabwe, zimbabwe in when coming to, to to agriculture is down that's why everything that we, we buy in zimbabwe everything uh, you pay more you pay more that's why they came here in south africa to buy a bread can you imagine to travel from Zimbabwe to come here in South Africa to buy, to buy a bread? That's why I've seen that I must do something for our country, for our farmers, because uh, there's no voice here in South Africa uh, uh, that they say that they are protecting the farmers. It's me, Pierre Spagamnesito. Well, Petrus, you know, it, you, you talk about, uh, you mentioned Zimbabwe, and it's a good point to bring out. I was actually in Zimbabwe in the year 2000 when farm invasions and murders were taking place, traveling around the country. It was uh, not a pleasant time, to say the least. And I've long covered Zimbabwe. Uh, what what ZANU-PF has done to that country is a crime against humanity. 
and they'll never be held to account for it. Obviously, uh, Mugabe was never held to account for it. Monagagua won't be held to account for it. But it's not just that. It's interesting because you mentioned Zimbabweans. There's there's as many as 2.6 to 4 million Zimbabweans living in South Africa, uh, most of whom have very good education, are very polite, hardworking people with a good work ethic. And uh, I used to joke with people when I was in South Africa, uh, without even knowing a person's name, if someone came over either from their accent or, or just because of how good a service they provide, I'd say, so where are you from in Zimbabwe? They said, how do you know I'm Zimbabwe? And I said, well, you're very polite, you're very professional, and um, you're, um, you get things done. So and they're like, wow. Anyway, but uh, the point here is that uh, it's interesting because you mentioned that. Oh, there's a little one popping on the screen. Hi there. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting you mentioned that because if you go and look at Botswana, in 1966, desperately poor, independent Botswana, thousands of Botswana working in mines in South Africa and thousands working as domestic workers in Zimbabwe. And you flip the script, and today there are a few hundred thousand Zimbabweans working as domestics in 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 Botswana because things are so destroyed in Botswana in Zimbabwe that people have had to go illegally to become domestics in Botswana. Completely flipping the script from when those both countries became independent it shows what happens with malgovernance. But why the passion for rural insecurity and farm burners? Where did that originate from? You're not a farmer, are you? Uh, Chris, I was born. Uh, I'll repeat again, in Beltfontein. When you check a uh, free state, uh, uh, free state is a, um, what can I say, is the heart of South Africa when coming to, 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 uh, to agriculture. And I was born in a farm. And my, my father and my, my mother are still on the farm, which means uh, I know, I, Petras, I know where it comes from my food. Now, I will, today, I will teach some of the people who, who, who didn't know that uh, their food come from to the farmers. Some of them here in South Africa, they say that they get the fruit, uh, I mean, from the shops, from the supermarket. Now, I'm going to teach them today that the food that you you go and buy is come from to, uh, I mean, to the farmer. Now, that's why I protect the farmers. Chris, I started this thing in 2018. When I resigned on my job, I was getting a lot of money in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And and, and let me tell you, I'll speak the truth. Uh, there's no one here in South Africa who say that I'm going to lose everything. And to protect us on minus 60 million South Africans, blacks, white, Indian, Queensland, here in South Africa, no one. But I, Petrus, I've lost the house. I've lost the cars, everything. To protect uh, uh, the food, to protect the farmers, and to protect also the president of South Africa, to protect everyone. And I resign and I go... I remember it was on the 10th September when I, I, I go to Union Building uh, on, uh, to hand back over my, my memorandum to the president of South Africa. And yes, uh, Chris, I managed uh, to go there. It was my last car before the, before uh, the bank repossessed everything. It, it was my last car. And uh, God protected me. It was three days in Union Building, sleeping outside without food, without anything to go there to see Mr. President, because, because I've got on memorandum to the President that, please, don't amend Section 25. Section 25, is say that um, land expropriation without compensation, and which is wrong. Now, uh, this thing is, is going to be uh, to give the South Africans uh, another thing, that I'm going to take the land by force. As we see here nowadays, that uh, some, some of the leaders of political parties they sing the song, kill the boar, kill the farmer. Chris, I was all over here 
and in court cases, wherever the farmers are, are, been, are killed, I attend the court cases. You remember in last year in Senegal, in Senegal, I went to Senegal and in, in a court case of Brendan Honor, whereby uh, another political party called EFF, uh, they, they came in Senegal to attack the farmers. Chris, I was there. And they use, Chris, they use our black brothers and sisters. Let me tell you, they use black brothers and sisters. They have tried to me, they have tried to me to, uh, to silence me with the money, uh, 300,000. This is a lot of money. And they know that I don't have anything. I've got zero on my bank. They tried to silence me with 300,000. And also they tried to bribe me with the, uh, with the job in parliament. How can you do that? Uh, whereas uh, I'm protecting all, all South African, even the farmers. But you, you want to silence me. And, and who is you? This, is the, this government that we have from 1994 till now. Chris, I am not a politician. I am a voice of the farmers. I am the voice of South African Peter Spagamusito. We've stopped stop us more, stop killing farmers. Now, Chris, I've seen a lot of things that happen here. If you, if you, if you remember, uh, I was working, walk. It was on the 6th April uh, until 7 May. And the president of South Africa, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, he knows that I'm coming. Now, when, 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 when our journey began on the 6th April, we, we were four guys, Matthew, uh, Saki, Taboha, and me. And we walk until uh, Pretoria. We walk the whole month. My feet, Chris, yo. And thanks to also to Loving Life family because they, they have always, always supported me uh, with, uh, to interview me because the South African media, they were afraid because I'm going to expose the government. I'm going to expose the government to, to the international. They were afraid to interview me. Till now, Chris, some of them, they, they, have, they, they have afraid to interview me because always I speak the truth. The truth hurts here in South Africa. When you speak the truth, they, they, they are going to silence you. That's why when we walk, uh, I think, Chris, it was on the a, on a 30th April, if I'm not mistaken, we were in Limpopo, Limpopo province, when God must listen to me. When God said to me that, hey, uh, give me that dream, it was on Sunday, uh, go and to, to Ramaphosa's farm. And I didn't know anything about Ramaphosa's farm. And on that Sunday, two o'clock in the morning, I woke up there and said, guys, let's go to Ramaphosa's farm. They said, did you know? Where is I said, yes, today I will know. And it was outside um, uh, Bella Bella, outside Bella Bella, 50, uh, 50 kilos, plus or minus. Then we arrive here at Ramaphosa's farm called Palapala Farm, whereby I have seen that the police, the Ramaphosa and, and, and the minister of police, they hired the police to protect Ramaphosa's farm. <laughs> I'm talking about the yep. private farm. Yeah, yep, exactly, yeah. Well, Petrus, let me, let me let me jump in here for a second. I got to address a couple things administratively for us, and I'll get, let you get back to that. And also, I want to get back to this part where they tried to bribe you. But, folks, uh, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Chris White Africa on the Daba Africa channel. And my special guest today is Petrus Sito, uh, who is an activist against rural insecurity and farm murders in South Africa. There you go. He's got to sign up there. Stop farm murders. Enough is enough. Indeed. Uh, he's holding that up. So, 
let me make this clear to folks. Thank you for all your advice about the lighting and for this and for that. But Petrus is uh, using his mobile and it's not the best quality. This is why we have difficulty with the image. So normally I will focus on the speaker so you get a chance, but because the image is not so great, there you go. No farmers, no food, no future. Because the image isn't so great, uh, I won't focus like that. I'll keep myself on the screen so it's easier to see. But thank you all for the advice. I do appreciate the advice, but um, this is one of the reasons why I go on the air before the top of the hour. Petrus and I tried to work through it, but there's just some technical issues with uh, with his transmission on that side. The good news is his voice is clear. We can hear him and we can see him. It's just a little fuzzy. So squint, everybody, and you'll be able to see better. <laughs> anyway, so Petrus, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I, so many people are commenting about about your camera and I have to explain to them that the quality is not so great. So so now that we've talked about that, we'll probably have to mention it once again during the stream. Uh, the other piece here is uh, you were you were mentioning uh, a moment ago before before you got to Ramaphosa having uh, the police use essentially his private security for his private property, which is criminal anyway. But um, beyond that, you mentioned earlier that, they that someone tried to buy you off for 300,000 Rand so that you would stop campaigning against these farm murders. That's pretty crazy. That's a pretty serious bribe. Uh, and you told them no. Um, you know what, uh, yo, uh, Chris? Uh, the, the the people international, I, 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 I will make one example. I think that example you know. You remember uh, when uh, your former president, Donald Trump, they spoke to, to our president called Sir Ramaphosa. They asked him, about there's farm killing in South Africa, mm -hmm. and he denied. Yep. He denied that there's no farm killing. Then you will see that how is this government corrupt? And let me tell you, here in South Africa, it's so corrupt that uh, they will corrupt you uh, when you are in inside your house. They will corrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> then that's why that's why I'm saying that um, the police. When I came in Palapala Farm, they they said to me, please, please don't don't. Uh, photo us, do videos with us because they know that they know that this thing that they are doing is wrong. And yes, I stand outside in Palapala Farm and I talk to the people of South Africa, even international, that our president and General Begitele, the Minister of Police, they uh, uh, they use our police, they they steal our taxpayers' money to protect the president, the, the private farm. Let, mm -hmm. let me tell you. I don't have a problem. The police, they can protect the president. Yes, it, this is their duty to, to protect the president, but not in the private farm. Let me tell you, Chris, I am the first one here in South Africa. I am the first one to interview, to interview the farmers. The farmers who have been uh, attacked, the farmers who have been uh, raped, uh, beaten. Chris, I am the first one here in South Africa. I'm the first one to do this job. We've stopped farmers. We've stopped plus more. Uh, we have done this thing from 2018 till now. And it's, it's so terrible. When I interviewed the victims, they said that, my child, you know what, ne? we think that one of the day, you will, you will change this thing and you will protect our farmers. You'll protect our food. And this thing that I'm doing, I didn't say that I'm going to protect myself and my family. I'll, I'll go back again. I said to you that I, I have resigned. I give my life to the South Africans. Yes, the South Africans, who, who doesn't care, Chris? I'm going to tell you the truth. Who doesn't care? Today, Chris, I don't have anything. But the Life in Life family, last year when I cried, when I cried, I said, the people of South Africa, please donate me with a, a car because I want to go all over in South Africa because uh, some of the people, they, they call me, but I, I, I don't have a transport to go. But when I cry, 
So Life in Life family, they came and they donate me uh, uh, with 12,000. And the car, this car is 50,000. must listen to me. This car is 50,000. And some of my admins, they try to raise the money and the money goes to 18,000. 12,000 to 18,000 is, is, is 30,000. Now the car is 50,000. I shot with 20,000. Now I talked to my wife. I said, my wife, let's sell those things that we have in my house. And really, Chris, we slept in the floor. We sell everything, the bed, everything, the fridge, to buy this car. Because this car, it was 90000 But this uh, black lady said that, you, I see that what, what you are doing. I'm going to give you with, with 50000 And we managed to sell my belongings in the house. And we slept in the floor. Let me imagine. I sleep in the floor to, to buy the car, to expose the government, to interview the victims, to, to fight for our farmers. But here outside here in South Africa, there's some of the people, they've got billions of billions. I don't need those billions. No, I don't need those millions. But when, when you remember when the COVID started, when the COVID started here in South Africa, some of the, uh, of the people, even the companies, they donate billions of billions on this government of, um, of South Africa, of ANC. Mm -hmm. And Chris, well, that money is gone. It's gone, and okay. even in, 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 including including Mr. President, he doesn't know what is the money. Oh, it's, not the, money? It's, it's not the only money that's gone, Patris. All the tax revenue is gone that's coming since then, plus 5.6 billion U.S. dollars, 90 billion rand from the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the African Development Bank, all gone, all disappeared. No corrupt criminal ANC politicians or state employees being charged. And now we see the courageous South Africans who blow the whistle are assassinated like the murder of um, Deo Karan, uh, Babita Deo Karan, who was assassinated recently because she was going to testify against PPE scandal. Well, Petrus, it sounds as if you've really put your heart and soul into this and everything. It reminds me a little bit in some respects of Big Daddy Liberty, um, Sile uh, uh, Ngobise, who um, has uh, sold his home and his car and everything to travel the country to tell people about the 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 uh, horrific governance of the ANC. It sounds like you're also very concerned about it. Let me get to a couple questions people had in the chat and then a couple super chats. Erica, who used to live on a dairy farm in KZN, um, and she was attacked on that farm. She says that, please ask Patrick Petrus if he knows Davi Osthuizen in uh, Bultfontein. Do you know him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get, I can Davi Let me tell you, Om Davi is one of the farmer. He knows me the time when I was working into in into in Day and he still follows me into two days back I was talking with David Ostazen and let me tell you sometimes Chris when I don't have anything the food here in the house I ask Om Davi uh, please Om Davi uh, 50 rand of 100 rand and really really uh, sometimes he helped me to buy food food in my house and you know what you you know uh, the woman my uh, my wife uh, sometimes he shouted to me, he said, you are fighting for billions of South Africa. But look now, we, we are struggling because of them. And you have resigned for your job for them. Now, if you ask anything, they don't give you. But we have seen here in, in the media, in, in the television, when, when the government cries, said that there's a COVID and they donate their money. They said, Peters, now we don't have anything here in the house. And I, and I told him, to, uh, my wife said that I trust God and God put me to fight for our South Africans.
God, uh, he chose me as a black person to fight for blacks, white, Indian, and Christian here in South Africa. And no one, Chris, we've got so many people here in South Africa, they say that they are fighting for farmers. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I speak the truth. We've got some of the, some of the organization here in South Africa, they say that they're fighting, they're fighting for farmers. Chris, they're after the money. Some of them, they have called me. We sit down in the meetings. They say, Piedras, we want to be, you to be uh, our the face of the organization. Then they will collect the money. I said, no, I don't want to do this in South Africa. But here in South Africa, you must be a, a scam. Then the people, they will give money. There's some of the people here outside. Here in South Africa, they say that they're fighting for farmers. But we see them, we see them traveling all, all over here, um, do nothing. But I am the first one. Remember, I am the first one to interview the victims, to go all over in South Africa and say that uh, enough is enough. Stop killing farmers. And let me tell you, last week, I met with them, uh, with the Minister of Police. Chris? Mm -hmm. Yep, Beckett Sele. Yeah, last week, last week, yeah, Beckett Sele, on, on Monday. I called Beckett Sele on the 20th, June, 2021. I called him private. So Beckett Sele, we must talk about this thing of farm killing. And Beckett Sele, he admitted. But uh, it was two months we have um, trying me and my ad, ad, admin team, and thanks to Louis Fori, that guy, he works so hard for, for the South African and also to stop farmers and also to stop us more to make this thing happen. He's keep pushing into the, into the minister's uh, uh, office that we need to, uh, to speak to you. And really on the 30th August, we met with the, with the minister. I chose, get us, I, I chose some of the people because I don't want to go alone here, there, because I'm, I, I am representing all over here in South Africa, but I want some of the people, they must go with me there. And we went to uh, to Mr. Bekitele, and I, some of the parties, they talked to him, and I talked to him, they said, Mr. Bekitele, let's bring back, let's bring back uh, uh, the police commando here in South Africa, whereby they, they are going to protect uh, all the farmers. And yes, he, he agreed, he agreed. But my last question, I said that, please, as a black person, I'm not a racist. You say that maybe I'm racist, I'm white, but I'm, I'm black. Can you please explain to me why you deployed the police to protect the uh, uh, Mr. President's farm, into, into the private farm? Yes, Chris, you know what, then? I'm going to speak the truth. He, 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 he didn't give me an answer, but the commissioner, the commissioner, uh, when when he answered that question, he said that yes, you know that we must uh, protect uh, the president wherever he go. We must protect the president. I, I I I don't have a problem. You must protect your your president. But my question is that why you deployed the police to protect only one farm to protect the chicken to protect the cows? So what about the, the lives? Yeah. Now yeah. this week we've got another farm in Nanaha in. Um, Port Elizabeth here in Eastern Cape shot. Is that? He's dead, Chris. He's dead. Is that? Mm -hmm. dead? And 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 he said that we must form a steering committee. I'm still waiting. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I, I raised my hand because he said he said that we must uh, nominate one person. I said no, 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 no. I tell him no, 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 Mr. Minister, you can't nominate uh, one person here. We must be two. I I'm going to, to be part of this steering committee because I know what happened here outside. I'm going to be part of this steering committee. He said that uh, this week 
we're gonna have a meeting of next week. I, I don't know. Maybe he forgot his office, forgot or whatever, because they don't care. They don't care about our farmers. They don't care about the, the, the citizen of South Africa. They no, don't care about. They don't. They don't, care, they don't care about South African citizens. That's pretty clear. And you've touched on something I think is very important there to point out to folks, Petrus, and that is the misuse and abuse of the security services and the police for personal use. We're all familiar with the blue light escorts that take place in South Africa, which endanger citizens and pedestrians as members of parliament zip about with police escorts at dangerously high speeds in Pretoria and in Cape Town. So we're familiar with that. But, you know, you mentioned um, that the police forces were protecting uh, Cyril Ramaphosa's personal private farm. If he's there on a visit, then you would expect security to be there. Otherwise, it's inappropriate. Uh, it's uh, it's highly inappropriate. But, you know, along the same lines, uh, Petrus, you mentioned being in Seneca on the 20th of October for the uh, second hearing for that trial for the gentleman accused in the murder of Brendan Horner. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when Julius Malema, who's simply a member of parliament, he's not a cabinet member, he's not a head of state, simply a member of parliament, had 26 police car escort to get to Senegal. 26. And of course, Beckett Seeley flew in in a helicopter, but then he is the minister of police. So that's that's okay. But but 26 cars for a member of parliament, that's ridiculous. That's 26 carloads full of law enforcement officials who should have been elsewhere policing South Africa. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes, uh, Chris, that's why I'm saying that here in South Africa, when uh, you are not in top level, like uh, I, I will mention that if you are not in the in the ANC, if you are not in the EFF, you are nothing. Let me tell you, yeah. they, I, I've got a lot of threats. They say that they are coming to kill me and my wife. And you know what? This house that we are living, we, we are renting here. This is the RDP houses. We don't have a house because the bank represents everything. They said that they will come and we don't have any protection, but we've got what protection. And we know that here in South Africa, they will come anytime. I've got three kids here in my house. And and also to my wife, my wife, we pray that God please protect me because this, this job that I'm doing, as most of the people, even the government, they hate it. I'm going to tell you something. When Begitele enter, enter to that place last to Monday, uh, I was the first man to, I mean, to greet him. He, he, he said to his office, because there were a lot of his office, that's almost 10 or 15. He said to them, guys, did, did you know this black man? They say, yeah. He said, yes. I know this guy, Pedro Spagamesito. This guy, he give us tough time here in South Africa, all over here in social media. Whatever he do, he give us tough time. You know what? I say, thank God, because um, they can see what I'm doing. I'm not a celebrity, I'm not a star, but they see that I'm doing. They tell on his mouth, he said that this guy, he give us tough time. Well, let me uh, remind folks, you're listening to Chris White Africa here on the Indaba Africa channel. Welcome to the program today. My special feature guest today is Petra Sito, who is an activist against farm murders and rural insecurity in South Africa. I've got a little bit of housekeeping here very quickly. Petrus, give me a moment. A couple super chats came in, one from Erica, uh, the dairy farmer who survived a farm attack and son was nearly beaten to death, but uh, he was able to survive it. She says, as a farm attack survivor... All caps, thank you, Petrus, with an exclamation point. I will walk with you if you need me. My heart is with the farmers. And then Citizen Guardian, who is a prepper uh, from South Africa, uh, gave a, a super chat. And he, 140 Rand says, supporting um, uh, Erica, great idea. 
Now, there was, uh, I got to say one thing uh, very quickly here. No farmers, no food, no future. Awesome banner. Um, I got to say one thing. We got to be fair. You talked about, uh, and I, I think that um, it, it just came out wrong. I don't think it's what you meant to say, but you talked about no one doing anything about farm murders. But to be fair, there are a number of groups. But the thing is, is that most of them are associated with white South Africans. And so they're dismissed. So, for instance, Afroforum, we see Debbie Ells, we see uh, Kali Rue, we see uh, Yanni Meyer. Uh, but you're probably the first black South African that's risen any prominence who's actually focusing on this issue. And I think that probably scares the powers that be because it goes against the narrative that the false narrative they create that white South Africans are racist and murderers and they stole everything and that things will all be wonderful if only you got rid of the white farmers. And that narrative, which is all nonsense and bigotry and racism, is one that is hard to push when you have someone like yourself standing up and saying, wait a second, this is dangerous. This is crazy. This shouldn't be happening. We, we, we can't be killing our farmers and farm workers. We have to protect them. And I, as a black South African, am telling you this. That really flies in the face of their whole uh, argument, doesn't it? Exactly. 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 Uh, Chris, um, uh, Chris, you know what? Uh, my heart, when I talk about those farm killing, you know, I've seen terrible things. And sometimes I can't uh, take it, uh, uh, take it, because sometimes when I when I interview them, uh, uh, it's so emotional. It's so emotional. You uh, just imagine ninety year old woman in Nelspruit in Pumalanga. Uh, two uh, two thugs came in, and and they beat him and they they raped him. And for me, it's so terrible. And I've seen some of the things. Uh, some of the police are involved, and I told Beggy Kalasam that. Some of the police are involved with this farm killing here in South Africa. Well, we definitely know that to be the case. I mean, we've seen uh, closed-circuit television footage of farm attacks in which people are coming with body armor. They've got cell phone jammers. They've got police-issued service revolvers in brand-new holsters on their hip, and they're dressed smartly. They're cutting through fences. This isn't some random revenge because some farm worker was mistreated, which is often how this is depicted. This is organized, in many cases, criminal syndicates and people likely with ties to the government, which is what the, with the, I think the claim you're making there. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know what? I've got another um, thing that... Uh, um, uh, there's another farmer in... In KZN, uh, they they target him. They say that uh, the police, you must left this farm, go go because we need this farm. And that farmer, he think that that, that police, they are joking and they attack him. They attack him. Uh, I remember when I listened his uh, his story, tell him that when the police uh, attack him, uh, yo Chris, um, they attack him. It was so late afternoon. The South African time, and they beat him. They beat him. They pull. They put him in the in the back of the of the van. They go and arrest him, and and they they say to the inmates, uh, to the prisoners, rape this farmer, and they rape him. Sixteen inmates. They rape him. I'm talking about the farmer, the white farmer. Yeah. And it's so terrible. It's so terrible. And for me, it's, it's heartbreaking when those things happen in our police. And as we see that, uh, I, I, I don't trust even Mr. Uh, the President of South Africa. I don't trust even uh, the, the Minister of Police. And uh, I think I'm going to tell you about this thing also. We have wrote, uh, my admin, admin uh, Louis Fori, my head admin, Stop Farmers, uh, Stop Plus Murder, 
he wrote to, uh, to, to the Minister of Agriculture, Togo Didiza, that he must come out, whereby I'm, I'm going uh, to talk to him, whereby, whereby this time I'm going to choose different people uh, to go with me again to Togo Didiza, because here in South Africa, we have seen some of the people, they were burning fields, they were burning fields of the farmers. Now, I need the minister, he must intervene. He must intervene, he must help those, to those farmers. When you go to Karu, uh, it's drought, it's drought, it's drought. Uh, the animals are dying. I need the minister, he must come. But he will never come. Uh, he, he, he will never come when there's uh, someone calling him. That's why I'm saying that when I call my head admin and say that, I'm going to call the office of the minister of agriculture to go to Giza. Uh, we must write him an email. And I, and I called them on Monday. They agreed. And today we send them the email that I want to meet with him. Whereby we're gonna have a, a plan. How can we how can we help the farmers? Look what happened in Kazakhstan. Thousand thousand hectares. Thousand hectares were, were burning. Down, 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 down. We must help those farmers. We, we must help the, the South African farmers. Yes, I agree. He said that he's going to help in the dairy farm, the farm who have been attacked in here in Nanaka in Eastern Cape. Yes, I agree with that. But uh, the minister, he will come. Will come and and need this thing must be must go live. The international, the South African, they must see. I'm going to speak to to the minister of agriculture and I'm going to, to give him the plan. How can we we help the farmers here in South Africa? Because most of them, uh, crazy here in South Africa, uh, uh, these political parties, they think that our farmers uh, they've got a lot of money. No. Now that's why they use our black brothers and sisters. That when you take the land by force. Uh, then the expropriation, you're going to have a lot of money. No, to, no, they are lying. You can't take uh, someone who, who doesn't know about farming and you're going to put him, say that now you, you, you are going to have a, a farm. You are a liar. That's why I'm saying that uh, these leaders of local parties, they misuse, yes, they mislead our black brothers and sisters. And I've seen them in, in, in Pitaretif, in, in Pumalanga, when I... In Pumalang, I was there, Chris. Mm. When they sing the song "Kill the Boy, Kill the Farmer," to Bula Ibulu, we hate, we hate the farmers, we hate the the white people. And let me tell you, I have no one, Chris, will tell you. Peter's Paramount stop, stop farmers, stop plus more. I have interviewed the farmers who have been attacked, and most of the farmers who have been attacked, raped, and killed, most of them are white. Yeah, that's, that's true. why that's, that is true. That is true. Most uh, most are. But but it is an issue that affects everyone. When you when you kill a farm owner who has a productive farm, who has people working for him or her, then you disrupt an entire um, economic ecosystem and really do some real serious damage there. You know, you, you talk about these murders and you've spoken to many of the victims and people who've been assaulted by all this. And it's, it's quite horrific. You know, you really can't over-dramatize this stuff. I mean, these aren't simple robberies or efforts. These are intimidation. This is an effort to drive people off the land. I mean, when you electrocute a toddler in a bathtub or gang rape a father in front of his children and wife and then slice the throats of the children, that's not robbery. That's not an ordinary crime. That is terrorism. And that's really what's going on here. And that's how it really needs to be talked about. Now, um, I had a question a bit earlier. I hadn't had a chance to get to Petrus, but let me get to it now. It says that uh, he told me, uh, Kevin Morris asked me to ask you about your experience when you were at the union building and, and you were attacked by people who were speaking Petey, uh, Petty, Petey. 
What, what was that all about? Exactly. So, so black South Africans attacked you because you were standing up for other South Africans? Yes. You know what, Scott, uh, Ahmed Chris? That's why I'm saying that uh, they, to those people, they've been misused. They've, they've been misled. That uh, if someone is going uh, to be against this uh, land expropriation, we must attack him. We must kill them. That's why at that time it was on 11th, 11th uh, September 2018, when they attacked me midnight, um, uh, Chris. They attacked me mid midnight before, before uh, at the garage uh, reposes the last car of mine. And they, they hit the front window. When I opened, three guys pointed me with a gun, beat me with a golf stick, lying down full of blood. And that time, I was uh, 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 crying for my family and for my South Africa. That time, I, I'll repeat again, I was crying for my family, for, for my people, my South African, my, my farmers. And who's going to help them when I'm dying? And let me tell you, they asked me the question, who sent you here? I said, God sent me here uh, to speak to the president. And I said, I told them that I'm not in a political parties. I'm repeat again. I'm not in a political parties. I'm here to give uh, our government, our president, how can we uh, protect our farmers? Because this thing of land expropriation is going to, uh, to hurt more people because uh, some of the leaders, they, they, uh, they think that uh, when, they, when you take the land, uh, as I say that, when you take the land, you're going to have millions of millions of billions of millions. That, that is not true. Uh, that's why I'm saying that I come from to the farm. I know. Now, uh, they were speaking badly, and another one said, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, shoot him, shoot him. I was lying there in the full of blood. I said, God, please, you choose me to fight uh, for the South African. Today, you are going to protect me. That's why today, uh, on 8th, 8th, September 2021, I speak to you because God protected me. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, Petrus. Sorry, I was, I tried, I had, to, I had to cough. I didn't want to stir up you. My apologies. Thank you. That was actually a good signal for me. To, <laughs> but uh, the day that you were assaulted there in front of the union buildings, were any of those people who assaulted you with deadly force ever arrested or charged with a crime? Yeah, that's why I'm saying that uh, here in South Africa, there's no, there's no police, there's no justice. And so, so what, they, were, they, they never were? They never work because I go to open a case and everything. They took me, the police. I ran. I ran to, to, to Union Building uh, because I, I, I was sleeping uh, in a garden. I, I think South African, South African, they will know. Mm -hmm. uh, after, after they attacked me, I ran. I ran to the offices. And can you imagine those police, they were sleeping. They were sleeping. And I kick, I kick and shouting outside. They came with uh, uh, AK-47, the rifle. And they said, they scream, what happened? I said, I, I'm dying whereas we are sleeping here at Union Building. Mm -hmm. And I was full of blood. They take me, they take me to to to, to Sunnyside Police Station to, to open a case. You know what, now? Nothing happened. No one came go to my uh, to my car to take the fingerprint or anything. They say that I must go and collect the car. I collect the car and I sleep outside uh, uh, outside police station. Early in the morning, Wednesday, I go back again uh, in Union Building. And you know what? What they did. When they see that uh, I've been attacked, 
They called me in the private office. I said, no, 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 no. I'm standing outside and the media came. The media came and I speak. There you go. Well, that was smart of you. No, it just, it's, it speaks a lot about South Africa's Department of Injustice and its ineffective police services with no forensics, no DNA testing capability, very, very poor detective capability. There's there's so much uh, more to talk about here, but before we get to that, I did want to um, mention here, uh, if you don't mind, Petrus, a couple people uh, mentioned, uh, Kevin said he donated 100 Rand to a Capitec bank account. I assume that's an account of yours. Erica asked if she could pe- uh, post your details for your bank, I, uh, presumably for people to make donations. Is that all right, Petrus? Um, we didn't have a chance to talk about ahead of time. Can she post your bank? information in the stream so that people could donate if they'd like yeah uh chris i don't have a problem i don't have a problem okay so uh, eric if you have the correct information or one of my other moderators feel free to post that my apologies for not getting into it sooner but we we've got a very um very interesting conversation going here and i'm giving petrus a chance to share all so we didn't have a chance to get back to that but uh you know uh petrus i got another super chatty from patrick vuka fending 21 rand thank you patrick uh but the, the thing is that uh, you you kind of talked about this earlier uh people are using race and farm ownership to incite violence and to develop racial hatred towards white South Africans. And they act as if farmers are wealthy. The vast majority of farmers I know, I was a farmer, as I mentioned, I was a dairy dairy farmer, just like uh, Erica was. And um, most farmers I know have one thing, lots of debt, because they always have to borrow money for capital outlays. Farming and agriculture is a very capital-intensive business. You have to buy seed, fertilizer, fuel. You have to buy farm equipment and implements. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do, you know, um, all these things to protect you, insecticides, all these things. And then then you take your stuff to market to the larger corporations and you get a small amount. They tack on a big amount. They're the ones that make all the money. So most farmers that I know uh, all around the world, not just here in the U.S., but uh, are not particularly wealthy. It's a perception that they're wealthy. But many farmers are just one one rainy season short of a disaster or one, one you know, hoof and mouth disease outbreak from total disaster. And they're always deep in debt and, and getting by. That's been my experience with farming. So I think you you hit on something that's really important here is that is that the misperception about farmers is if they're just, you know, cash cows sitting on bags of money and that if you just take their land, then you can have the money. That seems to be a narrative that that is being pushed by some uh, political elements in South Africa. Would you agree? Yes, I agree uh, 100%. Ek stem saam met jou, Chris. Weet wat nou, ek wil inter vir jou sê, die mense wat luister daar so buiten, the Afrikaners, man, say, I want to say, I'm Pedro's stop loss, uh, stop farmers. I can battle for us, Bure. And he didn't want to say this. Yes, I will say that uh, this thing that you are saying is true. And, and Chris, yeah, I can lot, talk a lot of things. Maybe I'll speak 24 hours nonstop about farm killing, about pharmacy in South Africa. And when you remember in, two, in the early 2000s, when the ANC, the government said that, uh, uh, William buyer, William seller. Now, uh, some of the farmers, they've sell their farms to, to the government. The government took uh, someone who doesn't know about how can he protect his garden. I'm talking about the garden. The, uh, the AC government, they took them, said that this is the farm. We are going to give the, uh, this farm. And you know what? Within two, two, two years of one year, that farm is down. Let me tell you, here in South Africa, the farm, the farm workers who doesn't have uh, uh, certificate, the degree, they work hard their life to the farms. Now, when you take the land, ne, 
to the farmers. Now, you give someone who, who's, who's going to hire one um, family member and he is going to return to all the farmers. What's going to happen with those people? They are going back to location. They are going to do crime and crime and crime. That's why I'm saying that, uh, Chris, I'm not a politician, but if, let me tell you, if someone, the political, say that, Peters, we're going to deploy you in parliament, except for you, I can't look here, Chris, except for you. I'm going to give them a uh, shit in the parliament because I'm going to uh, 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 to fight for, for, for my people, for my country. South Africa, we've got a beautiful country. You got yeah. a beautiful, beautiful country. Indeed. Yes, South Africa. Really, look now, Chris. You are in USA. You wear a T-shirt of Springbok. How proud um, is that? You understand? I'm proud of my country. That's why I'm saying that I'm going to squeeze. Uh, I'm going to squeeze uh, uh, Julius Malema, the EFF leader. I'm going to squeeze uh, the, the ANC president. Uh, that time when I I said that I entered the parliament and I said that to all. The people who listen to me, I want to be in parliament. I want to, to represent you. I want to, to represent my food security. Because here in South Africa, Chris, I've seen in in, in COVID, né, when there's lockdowns, still now is lockdowns. I'm living in location. Né? That's almost 99% uh, where I'm living is black people. When I go there, there's no food. We'll, we will see in the, we will hear in the midnight, uh, they will borrow. They've got the food parcels because the ANC they exchange the food in the midnight. If you, if you, crazy, you don't know about the South Africa. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that they will borrow. They use the will borrow past midnight to deliver the food. You understand the food parcel? That's why I'm saying that when I enter uh, uh, into the parliament, yo, I'm going to rot the South Africa. I'm going to bring down. I'm going. I'm going to squeeze. EFF and ANC. So, Petrus, what, what are you saying? I'll I'm, I'm make sure I understand correctly. Uh, are you talking about running for, for parliament in 2024 as uh, for South African parliament uh, as an independent candidate, or will you join a political party? What's your plan? Yes, Chris, uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. Even now, if any political party say that this coming uh, election, we're going to nominate you or to work in the parliament, this year, I don't have a problem. Even 2020, even 2024, I, I don't have a problem. But uh, God, God has always said, he will lead me. And he will give me a guidance. I'm not going to be in parliament to be a member of EFF of ANC. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. But uh, if God said that, Pierres, I'm going to lead you, you are going to form your political party of, you are going to join this political party. because. I, Petrus, uh, I speak to God, and God speak to me. That's why uh, he chose me to fight uh, for the South Africans. All right, well, now, that's. I just wanted to clarify, because uh, there, there'll be no opportunity to get into Parliament until 2024, but but the municipal elections take place, uh, courtesy of the Constitutional Court directing they take place by the 1st of November this year. And uh, currently, the uh, Independent Electoral Commission is violating uh, the... Um, the regulations for registration candidates they have already elapsed twice, the 16th of August, 23rd of August, and now they've reopened it, even though they were told to move on. So uh, so some people are being registered for political parties, for ward councilors and proportional representation. But, okay, that's I just want to make sure I understood that. So, um, you know, it's um, 
it's, I think it's something we probably should talk about here and not, not, it's uh, always talking about money feels kind of unclean, but, um, first off, let me say that, uh, Petrus, you've, you sacrificed a great deal. It seems like, uh, your home, your car, um, much of your personal belongings in order to lead this fight to draw attention to farm murders to Plasmod in South Africa. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, uh, the supporters of uh, the Loving Life channel were very generous and and made donations. They raised money for you. Others raised donations to help you purchase a car. The person selling it to you gave you a very good discount so that you could afford it. Um, that's all very helpful. But doing what you're doing, obviously, we all have expenses. We have things we have to take care of. And my apologies that we didn't get a chance to do this ahead of time, get your banking details in the stream. But I'll get that and put that in the description below this so that people can go back to it after the fact if they want to do something to help you out. But um, are, are people uh, coming to your standard or are people helping out? I saw Kevin earlier talking about he just donated 100 Rand to to your cause. Are there people out there helping you raise money? And because you got to eat, you got to feed your family, right? And you've got to get from you've got to get from place to place to draw attention to these issues. You met with Becca Tealy uh, without a car. Uh, you probably would have had a hard time doing that. So are, are people helping out? And is it something that um, that uh, you're comfortable with? I know some people don't like for people to help and some people do. Um, you know what, uh, Chris, Yo, uh, when you talk about this thing, uh, my tears uh, come out because yo, uh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad because my life is in danger because of, of all the South Africans. And uh, Chris, that's why um, sometimes when you don't have food here in the house, we this house that I'm staying now, I must pay rent. Mm -hmm. I must pay rent. Mm -hmm. And uh, this car outside, you must go must go to service. Let me tell you something, man. example. This car, I bought this car last year. I didn't change the name, uh, to that name to my name, uh, the previous owner, because I don't have money to change this car uh, to, uh, to bring to my name. To, change, to change the registration. Yes, and, and also the disc, uh, the disc has been expired. I don't have that money. And you, when you say to the South African people, uh, please donate me, Please, I'm, I want to go everywhere and so on. That's why I was making an example of COVID. When when the people uh, donate lots lots of money, billions, if, even the WHO gave South African five hundred billion, yeah, uh, uh, they don't see what I'm doing. But let me tell you, there's some of the people outside. I'll speak the truth. Some of the people outside they say that they are fighting for farmers. And uh, uh, sorry, man, uh, they are lying. They are lying. Why I say that? Because uh, some of them. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's all right, Petrus. Relax. No worries. <laughs> uh, some of them, uh, they've got lot of money. I mean, I mean, from the farmers, but they don't do. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. They've got now. When some of the companies, they donate them uh, the cars that go around the theaters. They don't do that. That to the thing at home. And they go to Facebook, they go, they make videos that I need the money, I need the money. And the people of South Africa, they donate the money. But I, Petrus, the God chosen, and I'm everywhere. I am the first one. Chris, you must listen to me. I'm, I'm, I am the first one here in South Africa to knock the door to the minister of police. And he came with his office, his office, all the office, the deputy minister of police, the uh, the commissioner and his office, they came, all of them. Me, Peters, I was the first one. And I'm going to make another one uh, when I said to the Minister of the Agriculture, they must come forward because I want to speak to him. 
I am the first one in South Africa. And that's why I'm saying that I try my best. But when you ask the donation, when you ask the car, when you, you, you ask the companies, the companies that the farmers, they're, they're buying, I mean, their stuff, they don't give you anything. They don't care. They don't care. I think for me, uh, uh, I don't know. I must be like maybe a president uh, of someone in the ANC said that give the money, donate. Maybe they will give me. Maybe uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know, Chris, because when when you ask me that question, my heart is broken and my tears comes out because uh, sometimes like now I must go to the farm in PE, Nanaha, to see uh, that family. I don't have a petrol. I don't have a place to sleep. Sometimes, Chris, when I go on a, I sleep in a garage. I remember that day. I came back to uh, to Pretoria in Bloemfontein, and we slept in Queenstown, in garage, outside, the whole night. The whole night, without petrol. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying that I don't push someone. If you want to help Pietras, just uh, just do with your with your heart. Don't 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 say that I'm going to, to give on. No. I don't push you, but let me tell you, the South Africans, the international, that I, the black person, I will fight for the truth. And one of the day, I will go to the um, to the international, the USA, to to speak to some of the president that please help our farmers in South Africa because no one helped them. I've tried to go to to Mr. To, to Mr. Ramaphosa, the president. He, he ran away. The president of South Africa, he ran away when he knew that I'm coming. The, the minister of Begitala, uh, police, he agreed, but nothing happened. Now, that's why I'm saying that one of the day, I will go to international. And I know that, Chris, when I speak to you, now everything will happen. Well, you know, it's an interesting uh, point that you make there about, uh, about what's happening here. If we go back to 1994, there were approximately 72,000 commercial farmers in South Africa. Today, it's about 28,000. It's an endangered community, even without violence and murders, because of people becoming older, younger generations, less interested in farming, amalgamation of farms and properties. It's a real challenge. Uh, it's a difficult life. It's, uh, I, have to, I have to uh, salute you and say, well done, Petrus, for all the dedication effort you've really put into this, particularly not being a farmer. I can, I can appreciate somebody who, who worked with the farming community on a daily basis or was a farmer or had family or farmers or was a victim or a family member was a victim of this violence, why they would become involved. But you've really stepped out there and got involved in something that truly needs attention that is underreported, misreported, and mishandled by both the politicians and the captured media in South Africa. So kudos to you, Petrus. It's, uh, it sounds as if uh, you're on a mission. And uh, I, I mean, I don't mean to be insulting. That's not what this is meant to say, but it almost sounds like you're on a mission from God. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that, Chris. Um, yeah, Chris, uh, please, man. No, that's why I'm saying that I will talk 24 hours, but due to time here in South Africa, I think maybe by 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, we are going to sleep. Uh, Chris, please, man, um, you know some of the social media in USA. If you can connect me with them to, to, to speak, to spread this thing about the farmers, because there's no one doing this thing uh, uh, to expose this government. Yes, they tried, but now they are into a... They've been silenced by the money, but I, Petrus, I refuse. I reject the offer. I reject 
the money. But some of them, they, uh, they don't do anything about this, this thing of Famkini. But I think, as I say that, if you know the people around uh, around here, like I, like I know, Live in Life TV, they follow me every day. They interview me about this thing of, of South Africa or farmers. And Chris, uh, maybe five years uh, coming, uh, I think you will also, when uh, you will interview me, you will ask me the question, Piedras, uh, are you all also fighting for farmers? I will say yes, because this thing that uh, I'm doing is it's inside on my heart. It's inside on, of my blood. No one can take it. It's God. God is going to take it. No one. Well, that, those are strong words. Folks, you're listening to Chris White Africa on the Adaba Africa channel. I'm Chris, and I'm in central Pennsylvania. My special feature guest is Petra Sito in South Africa, currently living in the Eastern Cape. We're talking about farm murders in South Africa and his uh, efforts to draw attention to this scourge and this very real threat to South Africa's safety and security, not just uh, physical security, but also food security. Petrus is not in the farming industry. He's not a commercial farmer. Yet he interrupted his life and abandoned his career to pursue exposing what's going on in South Africa. And for that, his life has been threatened. He's been beaten in public. He has um, lost his home, uh, his car, and sold off many of his belongings to raise money to travel from place to place to raise attention to this issue. I would have to say, Petrus, that a lot of people talk and some people do and uh you seem to be a doer and i'm very impressed and I'm, I'm so glad that you reached out to me and asked to come on the program because it's it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you here today about this really unfortunate topic so what's next for you petrus uh, is there any upcoming events uh, any big things you've got on the horizons any marches or rallies or um gatherings that you plan to participate that we might not be aware of that we could let people know about yes um uh, chris you know what ne uh, I'm different with other peoples. Other peoples, they rely, they rely on matches. I don't rely on matches. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I'm, uh, I travel to interview uh, the farmers who have been attacked, I go to the court court cases, uh, court cases to listen, to listen to the South African justice. That there's no justice in South Africa, as you have seen in Brendan Honors. Two are choose, they are out out of bail. Uh, I'm all over here in South Africa, but. I'm planning when the South African government they uh, they go to level one of level two. Um, I want uh, to make a big march here in South Africa to, to call every farmer to call every farmer. They must come by numbers. But uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this government um, uh, to ease uh, this uh, uh, lockdowns. Maybe when you go to level two or level one, then uh, the gatherings they, they will allow maybe 500 people or 1,000 people. Now I'm waiting for them. As as I'm waiting for them, uh, we have wrote uh, Louis Fori head admin. They have wrote to the Minister of Agriculture. We 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 uh, we are still waiting for the for the for the reply of the minister. And I because on my side, I am traveling. I'm traveling. That's why now I'm here at home because I don't have even petrol to uh, uh, to go all over to interview the farmers to see how uh, these people have bent. Uh, the farmers field to understand if i've got that uh, petrol of money and maybe if one of the day you are going to interview me maybe i will go i will be in somewhere somewhere in here in south africa because most most of the time i'm not here uh, at home i'm outside uh, because this thing it's not about me it's about the south african farmers um yeah chris 
Well, there's a lot of really lovely comments coming in about you, Petrus. People are very enthusiastic. Uh, Patrick Vukerfenig says, I'm an atheist and I love Petrus's enthusiasm. Uh, and we've got Groundhog Man says, been looking forward to this all day. Not disappointed. Keep it up, Petrus. Gen X says, well done, Petrus. Your voice is powerful. And Paulie says, this oak has balls. What an epic South African respect. Paulie's a firefighter. Um, no, that's, uh, but w- one thing that's a little distressing, I have to say here, Petrus, and now you're in South Africa, so it's easier for you to find things. But of course, I've been covering this topic for a long time, and I have to rely on people I know in South Africa and or uh, press reports, uh, because I haven't been in South Africa in a couple of years now because of this COVID hysteria. So I have noticed a drop-off in reporting on farm attacks of late. There have been virtually no news stories in any of the news outlets, whereas in the past you would find them pretty easily. So I've been told by people about three recent murders that occurred, and I had not even heard of them. Now, I had heard of every single farm murder in South Africa over the past 20-plus years until recently. So I don't know if there's a media blackout or they just are no longer interested in this topic. And then also, I don't know if it's fatigue or people are just worn down by the lockdown or what's going on. But last year, I covered the Vitkois Monument Day when they dedicated the Vitkois Monument. And there were hundreds of people there. Steve Hofmeyer was there. And I did a live stream from there. Yanni Meyer helped me out with that. This year, uh, I, I was ill. It wasn't corona, but something I was sick and was recovering. Uh, I didn't even notice that we had the Vitkois Monument event this past weekend. I talked to someone that was there, and they said that less than 100 people covered were at the event. Um, and that's very disturbing that such an important issue is not getting attention right now. Are you at all concerned that the media are dismissing and ignoring the violence and the murders taking place in South Africa at the moment? Or is it just my, am I, am I misperceiving it because I'm not in South Africa at the moment? You, you speak the truth, uh, uh, Chris. I will start with me. I, I said to you that they are afraid to interview me. Some of my, uh, uh, the, the, the registration uh, of black people, they even not talk to me because they know that uh, I'm going to speak the <laughs> truth about uh, about the South Africa, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, the media also, uh, uh, the media also, they are the same of this government because they don't want uh, uh, maybe to expose this government. And yeah, uh, it's bad, it's bad. And I'm so glad to, um, to those people like uh, uh, Umkali Ru and uh, Danny van Westesen. Danny, you are so fantastic. You are the good, 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 the good person. And uh, also, yo, Omkeya uh, Maria, and and lots of people uh, uh, to make uh, the marches to to make uh, uh, this aware and to this awareness big. You understand what I'm saying? Because the media of South Africa, they 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 are afraid. They are afraid to come forward uh, and and expose of to write anything about this thing. And there's some of the some of incidents that happen here 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 in South Africa about the farmers. When I go there and I see that hey, this thing, I, I, I didn't even see on the social media of in the news or or whatever. But I, because I know the, the situation about the South Africa. They tried by me. What about those people who who don't care? You, you understand? That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying that I, Petras Pagam Nusito, I know where my food come from. And I, as I say that, Chris, uh, thank you very much to, I'll say that always, to Om Louis Fori because he came to Mr. Peters, I want to work with you. I want to, uh, uh, to admin wherever you go um, to speak to the people that please uh, help Peters by one, two, three, one, two, three. And, and, 
and he tried. He tried his best. Uh, I take my head off of Omrui for But uh, to all the South Africans, even international, Canada, USA, keep keep calling. Please, uh, please, if you want to donate by anything, we are welcome. We are welcome as top plus more as top farmers because we want to protect our food. Our food comes from to, to, to the farmers. We don't want our farmers go outside uh, to relocate or to maybe to go to uh, to Australia to you to to USA. As you say that, Chris, uh, in nineteen before nineteen ninety four, it was seventy two thousand farmers. Today we talk about that's why twenty something thousand farmers. Now it's very it's very bad. It's very 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 bad. Now Peters, I want to this farm must be increased. Uh, we must get a lot, a lot of, of, of farmers in South Africa. Because you remember when uh, 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 the looting started in Kazakhstan, in, in Jobek? Oh, yeah. Yep. No, it was bad. It was bad. And we we have... Whoops, looks like we have uh, may have lost Petrus right there, the feed. How those people struggled, struggled with food. I'm talking provinces of South Africa. They were, they were struggling with food. They were banning everything. And after that, they were struggling with food. What about if we kill all the farmers in South Africa? Just imagine, just imagine for yourself. What's going to happen? We, we are going to eat dogs. We are going to eat uh, rabbits. We are going to eat snakes. You understand? And no. our government, our government, they led, they led the Chinese to come here in South Africa. Let me tell you, Mr. Chris, if you don't realize the Chinese are going to colonize the, the Africa and they are busy, they are busy, they come by numbers. Oh, Petrus, I realize I've lived in a dozen countries in Africa and I've seen the Chinese advance across Africa over the past 22 years. It's just astounding how many Chinese are in Africa. And even more astounding, as you kind of mentioned, um, you, but you didn't say specifically, but the ANC gives the Chinese special privileges, industrial parks that are their import-export zones with no taxes, only for Chinese corporations. They are selling South Africa's future down the road to foreigners. And unlike uh, the narrative about white racism and supremacy and white monopoly capital and Europeans and Americans, it's not those companies. It's the Chinese that they're selling South Africa down the road to. Pretty frightening, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Uh, to the Chinese. And I hear that, but I didn't see that. Uh, we've got also the police uh, stations uh, here in South Africa of Chinese. Uh, you see, and... I've heard that we've got another uh, Chinese inside, inside in, in Parliament of, of, of or in the, the president's office, the Chinese. Now, uh, the president, he jumped the South Africans. He'll go to collect the Chinese to come to work here in Parliament of or to his office. What about the South Africans? What about the blacks, white, Indian equation, colors here in South Africa, who's still looking for jobs? Yeah. Let me tell you, Chris. That's why I need this. Uh, that's why I needed this. Uh, what you call uh, the commander police? This commander police is going to help uh, the employment people who doesn't have jobs. Because here in South Africa today, we say that the employment rate is high. It's high, 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 high. No one, no one, into, no one uh, make anything about that. But I, Peter Pagamisito. I said that when we are going to uh, uh, to implement this uh, this um, this security, these commandos, we are, we are going to double to double 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 the people who doesn't work. We we we're going to give them work to work to protect 
our farmers, the commandos, our farmers. And the Chinese, I've seen here in East London, in the big companies, they operate everything. They operate everything. And that's why I'm saying that uh, we are not going to make a bribe. On Sani, the bribe mark is on the place. We are, going to, we, are not, we are not going to make a bribe with a sheep of, uh, of cow or whatever. We are, when, when the Chinese take over, we are, we are going to have a bribe of snakes, dogs here in South Africa. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Patrice, if you got to give attention to a little one there. I'm feeling kind of guilty. He's been pretty well behaved, but uh, I assume it's a boy. I can't tell based on the voice. Uh, is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> uh, uh, she's a girl. She's a girl. Oh, it's a little girl. I couldn't tell from the voice, but yeah. So if you need to give her a little attention, that's fine. But I did want to ask you a question very quickly here. Someone brought up details uh, to donate. And um, is is your is this account at Capitec and the last three numbers of the account, 772, is that your bank account? Yes, this is that's my banking account. Okay, folks, if you'd like to support Petrus's efforts to help end farm murders and raise attention amongst the government in South Africa to do something about the violence in South Africa, Petrus is a, almost a one-man show here. He's not a one-man show, but almost a one-man show. If you'd like to support somehow, help him out, um, then you're welcome. That information is pinned to the top of the chat. And I'll make sure that we put it into the stream description after the program. Uh, apologies, it took us a while to get it up there, but um, we just set the stream up recently. So anyway, so uh, with that, uh, if you'd like to help him out and support in any way you can, feel free to do that. Um, if you're inclined, if you've only got a little bit of money for super chatting or for helping people out, then I ask that you not super chat my program today. You just go ahead and um, help out Petrus. Uh, that would be uh, much better. Uh, more of your money will reach him because there's no poo tube involvement in taking their cut. So that'd be helpful for him. Petrus, um, you know, um, what, 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 what drives you? I mean, how, how, how do you find the motivation, the desire, the, 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 the continuation? Now, look, I served in uniform. I was in the army for 36 and a half years and that's a commitment. I mean, that you, you can't just go, I'm in the army. You know, you really got to be committed to it to stay with it for that long. And you got to sacrifice a lot. But um, I know why I did it. It was a sense of patriotism and love of country and love of people and protecting people. That was all important to me. You stepped away from something you were doing where you had a decent living and have really driven yourself into this. You've been a victim of assaults, attempted murder, it seems, that the union buildings, uh, threats, coercion, bribes. And, and, and neglect. What drives you? Is, is, is it your faith? Is, is, is it your upbringing? Is it your family? I mean, what motivates you to continue to do this? Because, I mean, something is inside you and it's something special. Um, I will tell you, it's the love. It's the love. The love, okay. that I, the love that I've got for my country. And that's why I'm saying that uh, no one can take, take it. Chris, I love my country and I don't want one, day, one of the day to go to uh, to stay in in Australia of USA no we've got a beautiful country and we and I'm so glad that our first black president 1994 Nelson Mandela he was a black the black president in at that time and uh, I was thinking that yes let's make maybe this thing is going to happen yeah from 1994 till now and uh, Everything was down, was down, was down. And let me tell you something. That's why uh, I'm so passionate about South Africa. This is the love that I've, I love uh, that this, this country. And I've seen some of the people, they, they, they misuse this thing of love. Because of what? 
they they pretend to be that they are the leaders of South Africa and and so on. And for my side, I say that uh, that this love that I've got because God gave me this love to to fight for South Africa, and I've I've got that passion. I've got that passion. That's why I'm saying that uh, I don't want to be here uh, in my house. My wife, he knows that I'm I'm around. I'm I'm outside. As my my admin normally said that get us. We go to this town, we go to uh, to this province, and we go. But like now, we don't have any funding, any funding. That's why I'm still at here, uh, at home, and that's why, because I'm saying that no one, no, no one, no one will take this thing that I've, I've, I have with, with South Africa. We have given them chance from 1994 till now. Uh, uh, I'm enough. With those government that they were doing these things, and uh, always uh, we've got the people of the, today are saying, but they don't act. But this guy called Piedras, he he talk and he act. I'm go, I go, I go, I go, and uh, and uh, and uh, and I've learned. Um, to, I teach the people, including in the in uh, where where by the 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 black people live. I go there, Chris. I go there and, and, and speak with them. I say, guys. Please, man, don't listen to this uh, to those people, uh, to those political leaders when they say that take the land by force. Because some of the incidents, I, I will mention maybe one of two. There's another farmer three months back here in uh, or four months back in McClear, Eastern Cape, uh, 75 year old man. They shot and killed him. They didn't take anything. They shot and killed him. Yep. They didn't take anything. Yep. But when you remember, I say that we will take the land by force. By force, which means that farmer, uh, uh, that woman, is going uh, to towns, uh, going to leave ev everything there in the farms. Whereby the government they will attack and say that why this farm, why why this owner doesn't use this farm or to produce anything. You can't produce because the owner of the farm is dead. That's why I say that you, we they take the land by force. That's why they they target. Those things that happen here in South Africa to kill to kill the farmers and some of them, Chris, those people who kill the farmers, there are people come from to, uh, to Mozambique to Zimbabwe. I'm going to tell you here in South Africa's borders. I because I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I, I went to Mozambique. I, 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 I went to Mozambique, and uh, you know what what happened? I give to those people uh, the police, the army. I, I I I don't have passport. I don't have passport. I give them the money. To enter the Mozambique and go back, you understand? One day, um, to to go through to the border, the South African police, the South African army. Oh, when coming to money, you ah, you can't do anything about them because they want money, they want bribes. That's what. That's why this thing, they, this thing started uh, in the top, in the top level. Now it's here. It's here. It's here, it's here at the ground. Some some of the councillors here, some of the councillors here, uh, I'm going to speak the truth. When uh, um, uh, uh, your child is going maybe to ask a bazari, maybe to speak to the councillor, uh, uh, when, she, when she's a, a girl, they will ask him, please, can you please, please uh, sleep with me and I'll give you a job or I'll give you a bazari. That's yeah. how South Africa is operating here i know i know it's it's um but it you know sadly it's not strictly in south africa that sort of reprehensible behavior is found throughout the continent 
where people who have power and privilege abuse it for sexual favors and abuse and things like that and bribes and things like that. It's really, really, really sad situation that that stuff is really happening. Uh, Petrus, there was a question here from Marilyn Brokenshaw asking if your account is a savings or checking. I'm not sure if how that matters. That account number, is that a checking or savings account? It's, it's a savings account. It's a savings account. Okay, there you go, Marilyn. So hopefully that answers your question. Listen, folks, this stream was not meant to be uh, we didn't set it up to be uh, an effort by the hashtag Wyatt Army to uh, raise some cash. But uh, remember what we did for the Conscious Caracal, who'd never, ever received any money from YouTube, despite having over 6,000 subscribers producing quality content. And then the hashtag Wyatt Army showed up one day and we flooded his stream, put the man in tears. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Petrus in tears for a good reason here. Um, so I'm calling on the hashtag Wyatt Army. If you're in South Africa, take those details. If you can afford something, send something to help the man out uh, on his cause here. Petrus, um, I'm going to say this. Uh, if you'd like, you have an open invitation to come back on the program. And again, we can talk about these issues, especially in advance of uh, some big event or if something really bad happens we need to talk about. You're welcome to come on the program. But if nothing else, folks, I'd like you to help send some money to Petra so you can get a decent mobile phone because this one sucks. <laughs> yeah, but next time, if, if, uh, Chris, if they donate, I'm going to buy a laptop. And next time, they will never see this thing, um, this bad views this, or whatever. This bad, I'm bad going image. to buy a laptop. Uh, <laughs> And let's maybe, maybe someone, he, he will call me today, South Africa, say that, Petrus, I've donated a, a laptop for you here. Well, challenge extended by me, challenge accepted by Smee again, who says he just sent Petrus 500 Rand. Can anyone equal or beat that? Well, there you go, folks. There's the marker. Uh, if you've already done more than that uh, then, and you want to keep your anonymity, that's fine. But if you want to share with us, thank you very much. But anyway, again, this wasn't meant to be a fundraiser for Petrus's cause, but why not take advantage of the moment? We've got a very loyal group of viewers here who really appreciate uh, what you're doing, Petrus. Uh, it's it's awesome. I'm glad that there are people out there that are supporting. Um, it's wonderful to hear that Loving Life and Scott Balson's channels, viewers came out and helped you raise money so you could cobble it together with some other funds to get a car. Maybe we can find uh, Incredible Universe or Incredible Connection store somewhere there in South Africa can donate a laptop, save a bit of money on that because their they're, yes. laptops are pricey in South Africa. So we want to we yes. want to do that anyway. So Kevin Morris says, Petrus, you shine tonight, and I respect you. A lot of love from him. Um, uh, Leovin says uh, she used your checking account and it went through a reference, uh, so he knows it comes from us. Okay, so Leovin Janssen from Rendsburg just sent you something else as well. Uh, Petrus, I'll be curious. Uh, maybe we can, we'll, you and I will stay in touch going forward if that's all right with you. And uh, maybe I can hear from you later in the week and see if, in fact, um, uh, what came through if you if you, may, if you got something from this effort here. But Petrus, uh, we're, we're, we're going to run short on time here, uh, not because the conversation isn't interesting, not because you lack enthusiasm, but for two reasons. Number one, I am on live with Ronaldo Jos uh, at the top of the hour, so I'm going to have to drop off here shortly for that. And number two, the little one there, I think she needs a little love and attention. So I don't want to, I feel very guilty that we've kept you from her uh, all this time and she's looking for no attention. Problem. So um, with that, Petrus, uh, I'd, I'd like to ask you if you have any um, any closing comments or thoughts or things you'd like to share with the audience. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'll say to the audience of, of international South Africa, Canada or whatever, wherever uh, you watch this um, um, uh, this interview, Please support Peter's program, Sito, Stop Plus More, Stop Farmers. The number is 073 
073-008-4105. I'll repeat again, 073-008-4105. Please, let's make sure that uh, we protect our food security in South Africa. We protect our farmers. Use this guy called Peter Spagamnesito, which is me, to go all over here in South Africa to make this awareness big. And without you, I'm nothing. We will win this thing. Never go back. I'll go forward with you. Thank you very much. Bye, Danke. Kaleboha. Well, Kaleboha. <laughs> and the same to you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Petrus, thank you so much. Um, thank you for reaching out and asking to come on the program. I'm really grateful for that. Uh, this was a very uh, helpful and informative conversation. Unfortunately, we're talking about a horrific topic, but it's one that needs to be talked about. So thank you so much for that. Folks, um, if you would like to help Petrus out in his campaign to raise awareness and get attention focused on this and get government officials to do their damn jobs, that's what Petrus is doing. I mean, who else has sat down with Beckett Sile to talk about farm murders in the private sector. Nobody that I know of. Now, I don't know how Petra's pulled that off, but that was well done. We'll talk about that on another program, how he managed to get there with, with Beckett Sile. So with that, Petrus, I'm going to put you in the waiting room and thank you, Kealaboa, uh, bye-bye, donkey, uh, for your time today. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and if you can hang around in the waiting room for a couple minutes, I'll get right back with you after I close the stream, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to put him in the waiting room. And uh, let me get him there. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Petra Sito, um, who is an activist trying to raise awareness and concern about farm murders in South Africa, a topic that is unfortunately very near and dear to my heart as a former farmer and as an uh, intelligence officer and also somebody who simply cares about South Africa. This is a topic that needs all of the sunshine we can spray upon it to let people know what's happening. Despite the lies of Cyril Ramaphosa with Bloomberg News back in early 2018 at the United Nations Conference in New York, when he sat there and said, no, Donald Trump is misinformed. There are no murders in South Africa. There are no white farmers being murdered. Liar, liar, pens on fire. I think your name is Cyril Pinocchio Ramaphosa. The fact that he was allowed to get away with that by the international media is an absolute disgrace. I mean, even during the National Party's days, commercial farmers were murdered. Rarely, but it happened. So to deny that commercial farmers or white farmers are being murdered is simply an unbelievable distortion and an intentional lie to distract from what's going on in South Africa. And it takes brave, courageous people like Petrus and others uh, like Yanni Meyer and Debbie Ells and Kale Ru and others who are stepping forward off reform to try to draw attention to a topic that the world seems to care virtually nothing about. Tucker Carlson covered it one time on his program. Donald Trump tweeted about it one time and then moved on. I've not moved on. Scott Balson from Loving Life has not moved on. Others have not moved on. We care deeply about this situation about South Africans. And if you care, you can help out. The information is there at the top. You can help out Petrus by raising some funds to help him get his, his uh, motor uh, inspection up to date, his VAT, all that stuff taken care of so he can travel safely around the country. Folks, thank you very much. I'll be on Ronaldo Ho's program at the top of the hour at 8 p.m. South African time, 2 Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S. Uh, it is a Wednesday. It's my busy day. And by the way, you may have not have noticed it, but I'm feeling pretty chipper today. Uh, whatever the uh, the Rona or non-Rona, whatever it is I had, I've kind of kicked it to the curb, it looks like, although I'm not going to be uh, 
boisterous and claim that it's God. I'm going to take it one day at a time, but I'm feeling much better. Thank you for your support for the channel. God bless and have a lovely day. I'll see you uh, on Ronaldo's program. I'll debate whether to have a night out tonight, still considering that. Anyway, so we'll catch you at the top of the hour on that. God bless. And thank you to my special feature guest, Petra Sito, who is with me today. I really appreciate his um, insight and his concern for folks. There you go, folks. Cheers.